loving Father in heaven, blessed be thy holy name. Glory be unto your name, O Lord, for your mercy and goodness and love. Thank you, Lord, for making us to be partakers of life today. We consider it an opportunity and a privilege. We are grateful for it. We want to use our lives to your glory. We want to live for you. Therefore, we pray, grant us the gift of your spirit. Help us, Lord, that throughout the day we will abide in you and you in us. Grant us power to become sons and daughters of God. The words that we will be reading in our devotion now, we pray that they would help us to find strength and grace to be children of God and put your words in our mouth that we may speak blessings, instruction and help to all who would listen. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Our high calling, July 22. The bread that satisfies. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. John chapter 6, verse 51 to 55. The words, Give us this day our daily bread, refer not only to temporal food, but to the spiritual food which brings everlasting life to the receiver. When we believe and receive Christ's word, we eat his flesh and drink his blood. As by eating temporal food, the physical system becomes strong. So by eating the flesh and drinking the blood of the Son of God, the spiritual nature is strengthened. God's word is spirit and life to all who appropriate it. He who partakes of Christ's flesh and blood is a partaker of the divine nature. A vital life-giving current flows from his Savior to him. No one can eat this flesh and drink this blood for another. Each must come to Christ with his own soul hunger. Each must have his own convictions, feel his own soul's need, and learn of Christ for himself. Filled with the bread of life, we cannot hunger for earthly attractions, worldly excitements, and earthly grandeur. Our religious experience will be of the same order as the food upon which we feed. The food we eat at one meal does not satisfy us forever. We must daily partake of food. So we must daily eat the word of God that the life of the soul may be renewed. In those who feed constantly upon the word, 
Christ is formed, the hope of glory. A neglect to read and study the Bible brings spiritual starvation. Christ is our life. The soul in whom he abides will meet the requirements of his principles in thorough devotion and consecration to God. Christ's personal contact with the soul builds it up, supplying its ever-recurring wants. He is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. He is our sufficiency. He is the lifeblood of the soul. If he abides with us, we may say, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Amen. The title of our devotion is The Bread That Satisfies. Our key text is taken from the book of John chapter 6 verse 51 to 55 where Jesus is likening himself to bread. I read it and it says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Yesterday in our devotion, we were able to understand what Jesus meant when he was talking about his flesh. Of course, after he said this, the Bible tells us that when the people heard it, they said, this is an hard saying, who can hear it? And even it was his disciples and he turned to them and said, does this offend you? But then in verse 63 of John 6, he explained what he meant by his flesh. Jesus likened his flesh to bread and those were symbols. But the real thing he was referring to, he said in John 6.63, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So what Jesus was referring to when he said that I will give you a bread that came down from heaven, this bread that when you eat of it, it will satisfy you. It is meat indeed. And it is drink indeed his blood and that you will live forever after you eat it jesus was referring to his word the bible the truth we expounded the need for the truth yesterday and i want to reiterate how important the word of god is jesus said in john 17 17 sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth 1 John chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 He that saith, they know him and keepeth not his commandment is a liar. Although verse 3 says, Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandment is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Psalm 119 verse 151 All thy commandments are truth. The word is truth. The doctrines, the teachings, that is truth. But today, we are looking at it as a means of satisfaction to the soul's hunger. 
The bread that satisfies is the word. Humanity hungers and thirsts for something. We are trying to satisfy our soul's need. But many times we go to broken cisterns that can hold no water. We eat bread that does not satisfy. Jesus, through the prophets, already has made complaints of this matter through his prophets. If we go to the book of Isaiah chapter 55, reading from verse 1, the Lord says to us, Ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and you labor for that which satisfied not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat that which is good, and let your soul delight in itself in fatness. And this is what Jesus was also repeating after he had fed the people with five loaves of bread and two fishes and they came on that day that's the account in john 6 and they asked him rabbi whither and he told them you are not coming to me because you want to know where i'm going to you actually came because of the bread and fish i fed you with yesterday and then he told them labor not for the meat which perisheth now in this isaiah 55 reading from verse 1 down to verse 3 we see the same expression here the lord is giving to us asking us the question why are we spending our money on food that does not satisfy the lord wants to give us food that satisfies so what is the soul's hunger and what are the wrong things that we use to satisfy the soul's hunger at various times in life we face different situations and our soul hungers it thirsts for solution to our problems on a general note, the soul's hunger is to have peace, happiness, joy. But how it goes about satisfying that hunger now is where the problem is. And many for of us long to have recognition. Those are other things we think will solve our problem actually. But an underlying issue of the soul is that we want peace we want joy we want happiness and there are so many things the world gives to us as a solution but the lord is saying to us i will give you the bread that satisfies and that bread is the word of god in the word of god we find subject matter we find good food for the soul so that our hunger can be satisfied in our physical body, you see, many people who get obese, they get obese because many times, not all the time anyway, not all the time, but most people are obese because of eating junk food. And what is junk food? It is food that has no nutrients in it. And what is it? The soul is hungry. The body has hunger. And when we eat junk food, because it lacks nutrients and the body has not gotten what it needs, it breaks down the calories and all the junk 
and when it searches and searches and it's looking for all the potassium and minerals maybe sodium it's looking for vitamin b and vitamin a and vitamin c it's looking for selenium it's looking for zinc but you give it junk and the body searches and searches and converts all you give to it and it doesn't get what it wants and you finish eating digest everything in a few minutes the body asks for food again and the person is hungry and then he gives it another junk soft drinks and all of that and the body checks for the nutrients doesn't find it and the person keeps remaining in perpetual hunger and the more they eat those calories they get obese that is what it is like when our soul is hungering for life for happiness for joy and peace and then we'll try to satisfy it with the spiritual junk food of entertainment the spiritual junk food of sightseeing the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes of pride of life alcohol sex movies cartoons pleasure parties and then we try to satisfy it with worldly achievements with the academia thinking that when i achieve this or i get my masters or bsc or phd that it is satisfy the soul's hunger and when we go to all these things the bible calls them broken cisterns that can hold no water they are like junk food that will not satisfy the soul's hunger it does not contain the nutrients it does not contain the cal- the, the, the the uh ingredients that is needed to satisfy the soul's hunger but we eat them nonetheless and we get to beasts and then we continue to leave our souls in starvation but what the body actually needs is the word of god what the soul needs is the word of god when we do all this it is likened in the bible to what the israelites did in the past where god wrote and it applies to us today in the book of jeremiah 2 he says for my people have committed two evils they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and have hewed themselves out cisterns broken cisterns that can hold no water that is jeremiah 2 from verse 13 also in verse 18 he goes on and says and now what hast thou to do in the way of egypt to drink the waters of sihor or what hast thou to do in the way of assyria to drink the waters of the river what are these waters being referred to it is the thing i just mentioned when we are trying to use all these things pleasures and achievements and money thinking that those things are going to satisfy our soul's hunger that's why god is asking what are you doing going in that direction why are you drinking the waters of egypt and assyria they are not going to satisfy your hunger but they only make things worse going on in verse 18 now let's see how it makes things worse it says thine own wickedness shall correct thee and thy backsliding shall reprove thee know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the lord thy god and that my fear is not in thee saith the lord god of hosts verse 22 now for though thou wash thee with nitre and take thee much soap yet thine iniquity is marked before me says the lord god how can thou say i am not polluted i have not gone after balim see thy way in the valley know what thou hast done thou art a swift dromedary traversing her ways 
A wild ass used to the wilderness that snuffeth up the wind at her pleasure. In her occasion, who can turn her away? All they that seek her will not weary themselves. In her month, they shall find her. As the thief is ashamed when he is found. That's I'm going to verse 27 now. 26. As the thief is ashamed when he is found, so is the house of Israel ashamed. They, their kings, their princes, and their priests, and their prophets, saying to a stock, Thou art my father, and to a stone, Thou hast brought me forth, brought me forth. For they have turned their back unto me, and not their face. But in the time of their trouble, they will say, Arise and save us. But where are thy gods? that thou hast made thee. Let them arise if they can save thee in the time of thy trouble. For according to the number of the cities are thy gods, O Judah, wherefore will ye plead with me? Ye all have transgressed against me, says the Lord. Why trimest thou thy way to seek love? Therefore hast thou also taught the wicked ones thy ways. Also in thy skirts is found the blood of the souls of the poor innocents. I have not found it by secret search, but upon all these. Yet thou sayest, because I am innocent, surely he, his anger shall turn from me. Behold, I will plead with thee, because thou sayest, I have not sinned. So God here is explaining. When he talks about the stocks, you see, some of us want to find satisfaction to our soul's hunger by going after idols we have today nigerian idol american idol we have these celebrities we think that by following them will satisfy our soul's hunger they are replacing the idols of of the children of israel today those people and we think that by making friendship with them going after them it is satisfy our soul's hunger but god is presenting to us that the satisfaction to our soul's hunger is not found in these things Satisfaction to our soul's hunger is not found in money. Jesus said, A man's life consisted not of the abundance of the things he possessed. So, how do we get satisfaction? It is through the word. Let us look at the situation now, practically. So, someone is feeling a need. And his need, his soul's hunger is happiness. I want to have joy. And then it is presented to him through the movies and the cartoons that once he enters into a relationship, the young girl, oh, once you get a boyfriend, Prince Charming, you are going to find happiness. That's what it tells him, tells her. But how does the Bible come into this to satisfy the soul's hunger? And when you pick the word of God, you see, the problem is not that you need a boyfriend. The problem was happiness, joy. You are now thinking that when you go to this relationship, and it may not be relationship alone, some think that, oh, when I go to school and I graduate and I get my SSC, high school, or go to college, and then I get my BSc or diploma or my PhD or MSc, and some think, oh, I find happiness in marriage or when I have the children. Guess what? Broken systems, all of them. Broken systems, they will not satisfy your soul's hunger. And others think it is parties and pleasures. Broken system. What does the word of God do? It does two things to help us satisfy our hunger. Firstly, it shows us clearly why going in this direction is not going to satisfy our hunger. It exposes to us the meaninglessness, the vanity of these things. It gives us the wisdom and lets us know, see, money is not the solution. It explains to us that our soul's hunger will not be satisfied by these 
broken systems and then our mind now knows okay i'm not supposed to go in this direction that way the bible is already satisfying your soul's hunger it tells you how money is the root of all evil if that's what you were thinking is the solution then jesus speaks and takes gives us a warning and tells us be careful your life you are thinking that you'll be satisfied when you achieve this or achieve that when you have a fat back account he tells you no your life does not consist in the amount of things that you possess and then at least it has helped you with one thing don't go in that direction and then it now provides the solution to you jesus says what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul and he tells you seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you he tells you that a man's life is not about these things he tells you that great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them he tells you righteousness is peace he tells you happy are they jesus gives you the beatitudes happy or blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness they will be filled blessed are the meek blessed are the merciful blessed are the peacemakers he tells you that this is how you find happiness being a peacemaker being the meek being uh the one who hungers and tests for righteousness and all those things that's how he tells you you find happiness in these things you find satisfaction when you do what the word of god says and then you will see that you will not have the desire because you are filled and that's the thing now we need to be filled with the word of god our high calling reading now page 209 paragraph 5 paragraph 5 filled with the bread of life we cannot hunger for earthly attractions worldly excitements and earthly grandeur our religious experience will be of the same order as the food upon which we feed so if we study the word and are filled with it you find out that it will kill the desire you will not be satisfied to kill the desire for these worldly entertainments and attractions and it will also give you satisfaction so that you f- you know now that you don't need these things because you are satisfied. So what happens during the day? Maybe I have studied the word and then I have free time. My religious experience is going to be determined by what I use my free time to do. If I engage myself in reading novels, in watching movies, cartoons, reality shows and all those things that, ha- that have no nutrient, no spiritual nutrient to sustain my spiritual life. My religious experience is going to be determined by that. What does, what does that mean? My ability to overcome, my ability to live the life of Christ is going to be determined by what I have been feeding myself with. But if I use my free time and I see that oh, I, I, I'm hungry for something, I, I'm restless. And in that restlessness, instead of watching the series and the movies, I pick the word of God and study it. And I listen to the sermons and listen to music that is godly in that time now that will determine for me that my religious experience is going to take the right direction because i will be filled now instead of watching those movies i read the bible instead of listening to the ungodly music i listen to the godly one or i go for an evangelistic effort it will now determine my response to the situations i face in life depending on what i have been feeding on my religious experience 
will be either right or wrong. So, since we know this, why don't we take advantage of this knowledge and fill ourselves with the word? But remember, it is not done once. The food we eat at one meal does not satisfy us forever. We must daily partake of food. So we must daily eat the word of God that the life of the soul may be renewed. In those who feed, not intermittently, but constantly upon the word, Christ is formed the hope of glory. A neglect to read and study the Bible brings spiritual starvation. So my brothers and sisters, this knowledge is coming to us at the right time. Better late than never. What have you been feeding upon? The Lord will have us change our food. When you are hungry and restless and feeling bored, and youths, many of them say, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. Pick up your Bible and read it. You want to study? Take up a book that is religious, that you know is a blessing. Read it. Do you want to watch something? There's a lot of useful material, godly useful material, because there's a lot of deceptive ones too, that appear as if they are godly, but they are not. So that's why the safest thing I would say is your Bible. And you need someone who is godly to guide you on what to watch. Documentaries, godly ones, sermons and expository works, historical also, that will bless your soul. Use your time for that instead of using it to go to broken systems that would that would make you the next time you face temptation you fall into sin. Go to those areas and the, the of the word and receive satisfaction from the word of God and do it constantly to the end that we will be transformed into the image of Jesus. Amen. God is good. And I mean no words with this phrase. God is really good. God has been good to us. To find that God has given us his word, that he has preserved it from age to age, to make it possible that we can have something that can satisfy our soul's hunger. It's, It's something to be grateful to God for. I know in my own experience, I have had times when I've been taking care of my physical needs and working well but along the line you feel dissatisfied you feel like what am I doing and I just want something new or exciting something to just keep the flow on and at that time the mind begins to wonder I want to go to something else or the other thing there's a phone at hand and then why I say God is good is because of this experience. God, through His Spirit, just ministers to my mind and says, God said, why not pick up this book and read? Why not pick up this one and read? I tell you, every time I have followed that advice, I see myself calm down. The words which I receive by reading those books, which are godly books, and sometimes the Bible, chapters that I have read before, as I read them in obedience to that single instruction, take my word, take something meaningful for the mind, I find myself together. I see my mind calm and subdued. That restless spirit becomes subdued and I I thank God. I know, friends, that there are many people who do not have this counsel or this advice, somebody to suggest to them, why not take the word of God? 
at the slightest suggestion of Satan, they wander. They go from one subject to the other. Some start browsing. Sometimes, sometimes you browse yourself into sorrow. Even myself, sometimes I've seen myself, okay, you're just with your phone, you're done with what you have to be done. And then you're just wandering from one page to another on Facebook or the other. And you find yourself, you spend time and hours. At the end of the day, you still ask yourself, what have I done? But the good news is that in these times of wandering, God still locates the soul and tells, stop there, don't move further. This message today is to bring back hope to us and for us to also be sensitive to know when God is speaking to our minds. I know in these wandering times, you know sometimes you're wandering from one point to another and you need someone to speak to your mind. Friends, listen when the Spirit of God is drawing you back from that wandering. I mean, going aimlessly from one point to another so that your life may be stayed in God. Sometimes also I have seen at work too busy from morning you have customers from morning till till the end of the day it's only at the end of the day that you remember that there's even a mind that even start wondering what did i have for devotion this morning because you've been so busy i have also learned that make out time even if it's 15 minutes in the day in the noon during my break period to come out and then reflect I'm telling you just a little Bible passage or a, a devotional, something that's just different from the work routine. It's as if I have had another morning, a second morning within a day. It's refreshing. The bread of life is only what satisfied, satisfies. God does not want us to place our dependence on material things. They can never satisfy. I can tell you and you can also testify. You, you may have had a good sumptuous meal but after that, you're thinking what do i do with my life you have money in the account it may be there and like the solomon will say vanity upon vanity i got me everything i wanted i built me good houses pools i had singers i did this and that but he was still not satisfied vanity upon vanity said he said the preacher we don't need to repeat the cycle take the word of god in your hand and prayerfully read you don't need to waste time and life feed your soul your soul is hungry your mind is hungry it needs food and that food has been prepared from heaven jesus himself promised that he the spirit of truth will come and guide us into all truth there's something amazing in this devotion i want to also point out it says that christ's personal contact with the soul builds it up supplying its ever recurring wants he is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption the point here is that jesus knows you personally and he is willing to supply your ever recurring wants no one can do this that's why if you achieve one thing today tomorrow you're looking for something else and then when you achieve something wanting else then the next thing is okay i want to have this 
for instance you achieve a degree first degree you want a master's degree after a master's degree you want a phd degree after that you're looking for how to be an emeritus after that okay you want your grandchildren to be there after your grand you want them to be married then why are the needs changing from one thing to another you would have thought one thing would have solved it one desire would have solved the human mind's problem some of these things in and of themselves are not wrong they are just to get them and never place identity on them never place any importance on them as to defining what will satisfy you they can never satisfy the soul's hunger they are empty broken systems like my brother has said our need as my brother has said is happiness fulfillment joy and only god can satisfy it there are other needs for someone who is in sorrow what do you do with your degrees can it satisfy it someone who has lost a loved one someone who is passing through a difficult moment you have been sacked at job at your work you have been maligned you have been you have been spoken against evil things have been sent against you will you bring food and eat will food satisfy that desire will it you can tell it will not desire will fail our needs are ever recurring they are changing and you need jesus for it jesus will speak to those who are in sorrow and said that peace be unto you each must come to christ with his own soul hunger each must have his own convictions feel his own soul's need and learn of Christ for himself Matthew 5 verse 3 Jesus begins to pronounce the blessings that we will receive in the word of God he talks about the poor in spirit those who are humble who have nothing they can't think of themselves as being able to do anything or make any headway in life or overcome their sins jesus says that these people will receive the kingdom of god he will satisfy that poverty that lack and weakness nobody can do it he says blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted he's going to comfort you by bible study blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth when isaac was was oppressed when he was digging the wells first well second well third well in the book of genesis chapter 26 isaac was oppressed and you know how your mind will be troubled and feeling emotional and depressed because what is due to you has been taken away what will you use to satisfy that hunger it's not food it's not your degree it's not who you know it's not your beauty it's not your clothes they are there but they can't meet the need isaac removed tents in verse 22 of 26 from the bible says and he removed from tents and digged another well and for they that they strove not and he called the name of that place rehoboth for he said for now the lord had made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land verse 24 and the lord appeared unto him the same night and said i am the god of abraham thy father fear not for i am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant abraham's sake god appeared to him to calm his fears 
Friends, we need God in our life. The things of this life cannot supply our soul's hunger. If you have, uh, if, if there are changing circumstances in your life, only God can counsel you properly in those circumstances. I remember once I was just confused about what to do. Things were difficult. But did you know that while I was still staying, there was a parcel of land. There were about two to three plots of land there. But I didn't know what to do with it. If my mind had not gone there until I read a Bible passage in Proverbs. Proverbs 28 verse 19. It says, He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. I tell you, when I saw this text, it lit up my eyes. I said, wow. And my mind was taken to the property. I walked on it and it gave me huge returns and it met my need at that time. The Bible gave me counsel. The the reading tells us there are many needs we have. Many people in this life make mistakes because nobody is there to direct them. They run into losses and learn from their mistakes because there's no counselor. God's word is here to counsel us and may it do us good as we spend time with it in Christ's name. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, loving Father, for giving us this bread that does satisfy. We thank you for all the times you have fed us with it and has satisfied our soul hunger. Now, dear Lord, we pray for us and all who are listening. Please help us, Lord, to find food to satisfy our hunger from your word. Help us, Father, that in times when we are restless and times when we are feeling hungry, that we will not turn to broken cisterns that hold no water, but that we shall find your word enough to satisfy us to the end that we'll be filled with it and reflect the image of Jesus. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.